Point Hammered is intended for an immature audience. So if you're easily offended, you best get to stepping. But if you'd like to stay, let's get hammered. going on people this is fracking point hammered episode 109 all you frack holes listening in <laughs> roger fucking dickweed motherfuckers <laughs> we always like to start by insulting all the listeners yeah. <laughs> separate the wheat from the chaff today is We're august that chaff let's say 28th fucking hell man yeah uh two days ago i came home from work and noticed good amount of leaves falling off the fucking trees in my yard yeah, I guess. It's pretty sad about that. Kelly's pretty stoked to have me around for the leaf season this year. <laughs> I feel like I'm in for some manual labor here. Yep. I hope you guys got a giant tarp because that's made my life very, very tarp. easy. I did buy a, a tarp earlier this winter when I was moving my shit out. Yeah, yeah. It was my first tarp. <laughs> that's one of the milestones of becoming a man. <laughs> it's your first all-purpose tarp that I, you get. I inherited two 30-foot-across round pool tarps when I bought this house, oh, wow. and they've been instrumental. That's like the Rolls-Royce of yeah. tarps right <laughs> there, isn't it? A couple hundred bones each, I'm sure. <laughs> this is just a little fucking bonus to buying a crib, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's been int- instrumental in my leaf removal. Excellent. I... I haven't been up to too much hobby stuff. Uh, well, that... I have, but not so much on the model front. I am awaiting the delivery of a Soul Grinder base mm. to do up that big Cthulhu fatty model. Yeah. Big T-Rex looking bitch. Yeah. I don't see myself using him as a Soul Grinder, but I don't know. We got 4,500 points of demons done. I think that baby kicked me over. I could use it as an uh, exalted demon mm. from like the Monstrous Arcanum or a Storm of Chaos if he did like a big game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that is in the cards. As soon as I get that base, I'll start working on this chubby bastard. Mm, I see. I do think I will. Just not enough tentacles on that guy. <laughs> and they're pretty girthy, but they're not that long. I like them long and skinny. After my own body proportions. <laughs> so I will be working on that. I'm thinking about getting a new set of wings for him as well. As the ones he has are kind of like weird cherub toddler size wings. It just so happens that I have some wings from the bull Taurus that are oh. about to go up on the motherfucking eBay. Okay. Might be able to work out Maybe some s- kind of blowjob agreement yeah. on these wings. Maybe send them home with me and I can stick them on there and see how it looks. Um, but that, that's what I'm thinking about. Oh, yeah. Delivered. <laughs> These are some nice wings. Pretty solid. I got some of the little extra bits that go with them, too. I don't, you have to take uh, a look and see what looks like it's missing. They look pretty bland. Well. I have to be adding the detail by hand. <laughs> well, fuck off. I guarantee they'll fucking net me 20 to 30 bones on eBay, so. Yeah, they could. They're unique. Yeah, and they're giant fucking G-dub wings. They're not your ball rog or your dragon wings. <laughs> okay, I'll take a look. Other than that, I need to put together an exalted flamer mm. for North Star. You're a pretty exalted flamer yourself, so that's kind <laughs> of <laughs> it's, uh, it's a Joe Rogers miniature. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Come on. Hey. Yeah, probably just going to base that off. I've got a couple exalted flamers from the, the burning chariot kits. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, just do the standard slap a bunch of tentacles on there. It's just second nature to me now. <laughs> so, gotta do something with that. That's pretty much all I need to do for North Star. What I decided to do was I could drop one of the horror units because I need to get down from 2,500 to 2,200. Yeah. So I dropped a horror unit, and now I'm exactly 550 core points. Yeah. Which is good. And then I switched the Herald. He was a level one metal because before I had five horror drops. So I was pretty much guaranteed gateway. But... Uh, switching to four, it's been a little nervous, a little nerve-wracking. <laughs> so I did get the Herald in on the action to get that fifth spell slot. Yeah. Have him go first. It's kind of weird. You don't really want him to have it because then he can miscast and lose it. See, But it's better to have it than <laughs> not at all. So my strategy is to have him go first, and then if, if I get it, I'll just keep it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're just asking for some karmic retribution. <laughs> you're sweating bullets on those next four rolls. Sweating bullets. Sorry. Yeah. We'll make it out there, Lude. I did. So both my weekends, bachelor parties, kind of stifling my hobby flow. Who, One of them was... The foot? The foot, yeah. Just the groomsmen, if mm. you're wondering why. You weren't invited. Oh, yeah. Well, I figured I'd just done something to offend them, which if I know someone long enough yeah. will happen. <laughs> yeah, that's probably a safe bet as well, <laughs> of course. But it was just the groomsmen. It was me, Barnaby, J-Jack, him hanging around. And then he had one other guy, Jeremiah or yeah. Micah. can't remember which. But he didn't play Warhammer, but he was interested in the nerdly pursuits. So... <laughs> he didn't mind hanging around while well, he played back-to-back games of Warhammer. And popped his fucking nerd cherry for him. Yeah. Originally, we were going to get him in on some Triumph and Treachery. Yeah. But then you get a bunch of old guys together, play some games of Warhammer. Nobody wants to. <laughs> Everybody gets a little tired from, from drinking all day. <laughs> it was a fifth anniversary disaster all over again. Everybody got tired. Mm. <laughs> but... 2,200 points. So I did get to test out my new list and put a hurting on the Barnaby, even though he was getting a ringer. The people's champion put together a list for him. They gave him copious (laughs) pages and pages of notes and spell strategies on how to use his ogres most effectively. I think Mike should turn that into a blog post. Yeah, he definitely could. Like, he, he was laying out how many dice to use for the casting values, at what range, like the order of things. Uh, <laughs> um, did go a long way. Uh, Bear lasted till the end there, but eventually killed everything and surrounded his gut unit with the characters. And then he, we just kind of called it good. Yeah. And then I went up against J-Jack, who was using his orcs and goblins. Mm. Double giant list, not using... Any stone throwers, bolt throwers, doom divers, <laughs> or manglers. So you just turned two, he was off the table? Yeah, that was a pretty good thrash in there to J-Jack. However, Legend didn't do so well. First, he lost to J-Jack. With the Bretts? With his Bretts. <laughs> the giant charged his Knight of the Round block with his level four and his general. Yelled and bawled. Ooh. Ledge failed two leader 10 checks, ran <laughs> off the board. <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> Pretty grumpy after that. And then under Bear's 
Uh, under Nabrolian's tutelage, the Bear was able to get the one-up on him in the following game. I think well. uh, Ogre's so, a pretty rough matchup for Bretts, personally. But Yeah, the Bretts just don't, just don't have enough attacks to kill Anything? enough three-wound models. I've been working on some Brett strategies, and I'm not sure I'm going to go with this Lance formation. People do it by default, but I don't know that that's the best route. Yeah, I'm not sure. I talked to Jared. I'm like, well, you can just do the fucking Death Star, like 30 Knights of the Round. <laughs> like, <laughs> ten wide? <laughs> ten wide, three, so thir- 30 of them, or maybe like 27 or whatever. Yeah. They're only like 20-some points. It's 24. 24, so that's like... Six or seven hundred points, so your core's covered. And you got this really wide, thready unit. Yeah. That's my... It's worth checking into, goddammit. That's my Screw City strategy. (laughs) Yeah. We'll get to that later, though. (laughs) Definitely. Anyways, bachelor party, good times. It's good to get some just regular Warhammer games in, for sure. I finally finished up my chopper that day, so I got a lot of work done, too. Oh. Tell us about the, the chopper. What have you been up to? Well, did you take that hog out on the road? I fucking had it out quite a bit. First day I took her out, making this crazy weird clinking noise. Like, what the fuck is going on? So I got my buddy to fucking hover around me on his chopper while we were going down the road. Mm-hmm. Turns out my chain was slapping about six inches, just hitting the frame, hitting the oil bag, smacking everywhere. So then I had to go back and figure out how to put a chain tensioner on there to keep that shit locked down. Mm-hmm. 200 bones later... And a fucking masterful fab solution solved the problem, and uh, now she's fucking awesome, man. Excellent. Pretty badass and How super much, fun. Uh, dick you've been pulling in with that thing? Oh, all kinds, dude. <laughs> it's kind of hard to drive down the road. You keep fucking running over cocks. It's pretty hazardous on a motorcycle. <laughs> Got to get some cock wipers just to brush all the cock off <laughs> so I can see. <laughs> Excellent. Modeling-wise, so since I finished that... Been uh, easing back into the modeling. I finished painting the next Orctonian boar. Yeah, it looked like a friggin' nice, nice looking boar. <laughs> it's pretty fun. It's nice to get back to painting. I forgot how fucking therapeutic that was for me. So, busting ass on that. Got him done. Been working on the standard bear for the first unit. He's uh, just just did the first layer on his skin. I'm trying to come up with ways to do these guys faster. So what I finally did is came up with a thousand point list I want to work towards. Just so I have a goal, yeah, even if a new book comes out, whatever the situation is, yeah, I can switch gears at that point just fine. Mm-hmm. But I need a goal because otherwise I'm just randomly painting shit with no light at the end of the fucking tunnel. So came up with a thousand point list and that's what I'm fucking chugging towards. Uh, how close are we? Mm, I need three more peg riders, a treb, and a handful of knights, a wizard, and a general. General's about half converted at this point, maybe a third. So we're, we're less than halfway there. <laughs> I have all the models I need. I'm thinking about after I finish painting this bro, I'm going to have to rework the units, make sure I can get everybody to rank up how I'm going to need them to. I have to make another command, knight command, and then I'm not going to have any peasants in this lot, so it'll be all knights, pegs. I will have some mounted yeomen. I just want to play around with that. I think I'm going to do gobbos for that. So the yeomen will all be gobbos or novelars and... Uh, the orcs, the knights will all be orcs. I think that'd be a pretty cool way to run with things. And then, yeah, it's been nice, though. I've been consuming lots of media again, which it's been a while since I've done any of that. Pretty solid. I did uh-huh. have some fucking tragedy befall me yesterday when oh boy, some what? dickweed in California, I got a call from my credit card company 
Some cocksucker cloned one of my credit cards. Oh, boy. Ronnie Ray stinks. He's <laughs> <laughs> out there just fucking charging away on my fucking oh, account. Gross. So Was I had it to do a debit it. card or a credit no, card? No, it's a credit card. Okay. They caught it. On, they're fucking... That's a little easier. Yeah, because my money's not out. disappearing. Yeah. I was pretty impressed by how, fa- how fast they caught it. They caught it on the second charge, and they called me, and then they... They blocked the second charge and all the rest because there was like six of them that came through right after that, and then they credited me the first one. So it's just kind of a hassle though, because that's the card I use for all like all the shit you just pay monthly automatically. I had to go back and do all that. But oh, so there, get you a new card in the mail. You had to switch everything over. Yeah, yeah, showed up right away though, so that was cool. It's just a fucking hassle that these fucking dickweeds with nothing better to do with their lives. Yeah, if only I could fucking figure out how to get away with that shit. Really, <laughs> in Europe. They use some kind of credit card system that's a lot more difficult to do mm. that kind of stuff. Yeah. But you'd have to change some of the infrastructure in the U.S., so they're like, well, we're just going to keep it as is. We really don't like to invest in infrastructure. <laughs> no. <laughs> I was just reading something about yeah, that like today. The 60s and 70s, maybe. <laughs> 50s. Well, yeah, we, definitely like late that 40s. Fat Social Security cash coming in. Late 40s and 50s, all those work projects post-war to keep all these fuckers busy and yeah. shit. But... Anyway, so I've been dealing with that fucking nonsense. Mm-hmm. Which you're back on the hobby train. Back on the hobby, hobby horse. Engineer. <laughs> fucking you cruising. got a car full of coal. I did have been killing way too much time on some video games. We'll talk about that oh, shit. No. John, John. <laughs> Let's fucking do email of the week, buddy. We got an email from Jake Hansen. All right, what did Jake have to say? Well, the gist of his question is, do we prefer to batch paint or to solo paint models what's the preferred method my current preferred method is definitely solo paint and that's partly why i chose orctonians because you can solo paint to everything completely different through my dwarf and beast man days though there was a time i sat down and batch painted 25 hammerers and that's a fucking like a <laughs> goddamn. That's a forever project you're talking uh, six to eight hours each that's too big a couple extra for the standard could, so you do like 25 that's how i did the dwarves in a row yeah yep and well no you break them up by beard color because you're gonna have four or five different okay. beard colors so then you break them up by that then you do well, all like the beards you, but all the greens the metals and the greens yeah like the sleeves are all green the pants are all green oh. that kind of shit sometimes it's too much yeah it really really it's a balancing act between the efficiency and then just the making demotivation of yeah. having to slog through that many. If you don't feel like you're making progress, you you really fucking lose so, all idea. I can do those big batches on like base stuff. Anything that's kind of quick, yeah. I'll do those big batches. So like on the demons, all the bases, I would save to the end and do all the base work simultaneously. Like on 40 models, just go through them real quick. But when going through the actual troopers i'll break them down into maybe 10 man blocks at the most i think 10 is probably the most i like to do maybe six or seven it kind of depends on the scope of the project yeah or how much detail you're putting in so you can actually start with the first model and get through and finish all of them like in whatever you're doing sure by the end of your painting session i think is key but even like on the skin and stuff so on big areas like if i was doing all the if i was doing knights or something and because they're mostly metallics let's say or on the demons they're mostly skin i would break up the skin even between batches so 
I would do like from the waist down all the skin on like 10 of them. Yeah. And then I do like the back and the arms on those 10, like all in a row. And mm-hmm. then I just finish with the head all in a row. Sure. It kind of depends too on the amount of paint you need on your brush. Cause like doing the face stuff, you always needed a lot less paint on your brush than like doing the big back swatches. So if you're kind of switching between those, I think that's probably something you could batch out. Because every time you switch from a lot of paint on your brush to a little, and then on the next guy a lot to a little, a lot to a little, you're just sticking around. So you can, <laughs> if you can separate it that way, that's kind of a good idea. But yeah, I'm, a, I'm almost all batch stuff. I'm an army painter. I don't do that much individual stuff. When I was doing Minotaur, I was getting to do two or three at a time. Okay. But, you know, they're yeah, pretty significant models. So, And then for Beastmen, yeah, when I was chugging through sizes. those, it was a, I don't know, five. I think I did ten the first time. It was just a bit overwhelming. So then I just kept it to batches of five. After one or two of those, that's when I decided to start mixing up the skin colors, too, because otherwise it would have been super fucking boring. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think batch is the way to go if you have a big unit of foot bros to paint, though. When I start doing, like, Noblars, essentially foot troops for the Bretonians, it'll be probably batches of five, mm-hmm. five to eight. Are you going to make your Nobbies green skins? or? Yeah, they'll be shades of green. Okay. Scares. Anytime I do any model... It's like the Orc Riders, anyway. It's completely unique shades. So what I've been doing, though, is I paint them, taking pictures of them, putting pictures of the paints I used on the skin and for the main colors of the model on the blog, along with the post for the model itself. So then I can go back, and really, it's for me to remember to say, all right, this one turned out really awesome, so I think I'll go back and do that again. Tool for yourself. Yeah. So now when I do Nabos, I'll just get a batch of five, pull out the colors I need, bust them out and then move on to the next color tone but those kinds of variations are pretty awesome i think i don't think there's any re- you never really see it but i don't think there's any reason not to do that with humans even if you want to do all caucasian colored dudes there's still variations you could do in there you can use different base tones different Everybody, shades every race john they're all the same color <laughs> there's none there's they're not none the same color Raj. oh okay <laughs> in the warhammer world <laughs> It's always a little overcast every day. The sun doesn't come through. Everybody's kind of pale. That's just how it is. Yeah. That wouldn't be a bad theme, dude. Dude dudes with, like, farmer tans. <laughs> marauders with farmer tans. You can, like, see, like, usually this mar- these marauders wear shirts. Yeah. And, like, this this marauder usually wears, like, a tank top. But, but when they go to battle, <laughs> yeah, they fucking peel that shit off. <laughs> <laughs> that would be pretty cool. And they're just completely sunburned where they're exposed because they're in the fucking north. Yeah, it'd be, like, nice tanned arms and then, like... Kind of like a white, palish body. Then it's like kind of reddish highlights on top, the shoulders. The, <laughs> and the top of the head. The, the man moves, got a little heat. <laughs> yeah, I'm disappointed with the lack of realism people have been using on their, their human models. <laughs> this is the kind of detail. I'll never see stubble on these guys. That's another thing I've been thinking about working towards some kind of stubble. I've seen some. Well, I'll get to that when I talk I'd about like the blog post nice, I want to bring up. But some nice orc stubble. <laughs> like Maybe a, you you will see orcs with wigs on at some point. I'll tell you that. And I want I want like a nice dense dark orc face stubble, and then like a nice 
Like it goes around the head too, like a Jason Statham kind of orc. <laughs> like a male pattern baldness, bro. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm, I'm talking about, orc pattern baldness. <laughs> well, I'd like to see it. I think you might be the guy for the job. I feel like I am. The more entertaining I make these, the more I'm going to enjoy yeah. the whole process. So, all right, let's fucking move along. Yeah, We've thanks agreed. for the question. Yeah, batch painting's the way to go. We got a fucking voicemail. Davey Calkins wrote in. Re- called in <laughs> regarding the music podcast from the the question from last time so let's give that a fucking listen hey boys uh david calkins red zeke on the forums i'm laying claim to your uh voicemail of the week from last week where i was laying down the truth about where the cast will be in five years uh also just found out i'm fifth on the waiting list for wapaka so uh i advise all those ahead of me to uh watch their rear i'll be sneaking up for create some unfortunate accidents along the way I might lose some tournament etiquette points, but I'll be in, goddammit. Anyway, uh, hope you guys are doing well. Johnny, for your uh, music show, you should do it. I keep it once a month. I ran a music show for about a year, 52 shows, hour long each. It was a weekly basis, and I uh, got kind of burned out towards the end. Better to keep that stuff fresh. You don't want to be hating your own music and having it be a chore. So I'd love to hear it, though, dude, and uh, lay it on us. Uh, love the music on the cast, both of you guys, and uh, make it happen. Anyway. I'm off to go cut some brake lines. You guys take care. Uh, Tuck my balls. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I like that, dude. I hope he gets in. Yeah, he will be pleased to know he's actually, he's now like first on the waiting list or possibly second. Oh, nice. We've seen a couple boners. After a few mysterious deaths on the road. (laughs) (laughs) We had two guys drop from the main list and then a couple of guys ahead of him on the waiting list actually dropped. Oh, I see. There's been some movement, definitely for sure. Well, I think the fifth spot, you're damn near guaranteed it. you're getting in, right? And now he gets another entry into the fucking yeah, WAP. Maybe definitely. he'll get here for fucking free 99, sucker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the the waiting list is pretty much sorted out. So uh, by the time this podcast airs, it probably won't be on the website, but probably the one after this one will have that on the website and everything will be locked down for the long haul as we... Oh, wait, Wapaka, <laughs> 2015. <laughs> and then regarding the music cast, we'll talk about that later when we get to the question of the week. But suffice it to say, it's been happening. So Excellent. Let's talk about audiobook book of the week, Honky. Yeah, I have been slogging through my, I just finished book three in the Grail Quest series mm. by Bernard Cornwell. Yeah. And that one's called Heretic. It's pretty good. It's more mm. of the same business, killing people with his longbow, punching through mail and leather. <laughs> the goddamn but killing the bastards. Just your classic Bernard Cornwell. These ones plowing Mildreth. <laughs> <laughs> and this one is Genevieve. Uh, Genevieve plowing Genevieve. He's down in Gascony, kind of doing some skirmish warfare with the Gascons down there. Back when, you know, f- when the when the French, like, each kind of duchy was kind of like its own region. Like, like the king hadn't really taken over yet. So, like, everybody speaks their own languages. and mm. So, like, he knows French, but everybody speaks Gascon <laughs> down there. I see. Pretty good. The bubonic plague actually rolls on in at the very end of this novel. Ooh. <laughs> it kind of plays a big role. It's like the fucking apocalypse. As if things weren't... These books do a great job of just showing how shitty it would be just to be a person who was alive back then. (laughs) Basically, if you're a serf, 
You're just getting shit on all the time. Even when things are good, they're not that good. <laughs> People just come in, kill you, take your shit, torture take your old you. Lady. <laughs> yeah, bang your old lady. Your daughter. The church guys, bunch of dickheads. They don't care. Your feudal lord, an even bigger dickhead. Doesn't care. <laughs> even the best you can do is hope you crap on as, as many people as you're getting crapped on yourself. <laughs> Basically, you want to be like crap buoyant. <laughs> and now... Crap neutral? <laughs> yeah, you want to be a crap crap neutral kind of situation. <laughs> but now it's like the apocalypse and the bubonic plague's rolling through, so things are getting even, even shittier. But if you're interested in this kind of medieval era, I'm actually going to put a link up, because this is the third book. In the series, I'm going to recommend Agincourt by Bernard Cornwell. Yeah, is that the second? No, this is it's a complete one-off book, but it. Well, he's not known for doing one-offs, but the yeah, fuck? <laughs> it could turn into a series maybe yeah, eventually. Maybe. But I wonder. <laughs> this is like I think it's like the grandson of the character from this book. Okay, because this book has Thomas the hooked in, and the character in that other one is Nicholas Hook, and it's just a one-off. Ooh badass story about an english archer and it's the book is <laughs> it's pretty awesome like it's super super gritty super brutal a lot of it is just like in-depth details about the battle of agincourt and if you go to goodreads the book <laughs> it's, it's fun to read the low ratings on it because they're, they're just all ah, there's too much violence too much detail <laughs> in this book but that's a really good gritty historical combat book he does historical combats very well and it's really interesting because it's like the high medieval era and like the french knights are completely loaded down and plate mailed at this point they don't even use shields anymore because the armor plates are so heavy <laughs> so they can take like point blank shots from these longbows so like the archers are trying to get them in the visors and like the <laughs> joints and stuff and then when they get there you just can't see anything it's like brutal hand ink it's from a few different perspectives so you get it from like a french knight one of the english men-at-arm knights and then the archers and it's it's good shit i highly recommend the agincourt book and then if if that's your thing you could check out the grail quest series all right that's just more of the same cool I've been fucking reading the World War series by Harry Turtledove. Oh, I believe this is a Mike, old old coot. Yeah, a Mike Butcher recommendation. It's pretty fucking interesting. Starts off mid-war, World War II, and the Americans are duking it out in the Pacific with the Japs, and the Japanese are fucking over the Chinese pretty heavily. Oh, yeah, definitely. Fighting back against the, the Americans, and the Germans are still running over the Russians. Trying to fucking make it to Moscow. Uh And the English are getting fucking bombed, but starting to get their shit rolling, bombing back. All right, we're talking some middle period war action here. And then these fucking aliens show up to fucking conquer the earth. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So these aliens had sent probes, like during the Middle Ages, when people were still wearing furs and carrying swords. And these aliens evolve super slow. So they assume people on this planet would still be like that, still be like dudes in loincloths and shit. But they get here, and it's an industrial war going on, an industrial society. So then they debate, well, do we just go back home? Because they got to get in these sleep pods and fly for God knows how long. Uh-huh. Or, like, do we try and conquer it? And they're like, well, fuck it, we're here. So, oh, man, they got spaceships. Yeah, they, they start... have the laser guns and stuff. Yeah, well, they got, like, 
Really awesome planes, really awesome tanks, way better than anything that existed on Earth in the day. But the problem is it's very limited supply. So they only have so many people, and they only have so much equipment. So they can only do so much. And they start trying to take over the whole fucking Earth at once. So you get uh-huh. perspectives from people all over the world. Some dude who's in the Midwest, like traveling between Illinois and Madison. You get Chinese girl in a little Chinese village. You get oh, cool. soldiers on the German front, like some uh, German soldiers. The might of the German Wehrmacht. Some Jews in the like Polish ghettos. Just people all over the world. So it's pretty fucking cool. And then you know they start talking to science. You, you get scientist perspectives when you know later on in the book, Americans are trying to get some nuclear bombs because it turns out the aliens have nuclear bombs. So <laughs> they fucking obliterate Berlin pretty early, Ooh. and then shortly later they obliterate DC. We had to do that because you couldn't have Hitler well, as a they don't get, character later on. They don't kill Adolf. Part of the alliance. He makes oh, it. Oh, really? He makes yeah, it. He, he he's makes in the it. bunker. So uh, <laughs> he survives it. You don't really get any Hitler perspective. You get Goebbels. You know what's pretty cool? I once read the the biography of Otto Skorzeny, and he's a big character in it. Um, later on in the book, they're doing these like commando because shit comes down and all the humans got to band together and fight these fuckers off or everybody's going to lose. So the Germans and the Russians team up. So you got the commies fighting with the Nazis. And a lot of these Russian partisan groups are made up mostly of Jewish people. Mm-hmm. So you got like SS dudes like Skorzeny leading partisan teams or troops. And there's a bunch of Jewish soldiers in there, some of which went through some atrocities through like mm-hmm. village massacres and shit. And it's a pretty interesting perspective on all this. Turtle Dove's Jewish himself. So he, he's got perspective on that. He's got that fuck this Nazi bullshit kind of <laughs> attitude but I think he portrays it pretty well in the book you know it's not too you know Nazi bad Nazi bad the Germans are the only ones early on who do a pretty good job of fighting off the lizards that's what they're called mm-hmm. you get a lot of lizard perspective too because they don't they don't understand human society at all they don't understand people they're really really regimented by the book kind of people super fucking interesting read it's not super in-depth the way a lot of shit you know if you're used to reading like game of thrones and shit like that where everything's super descriptive it's not like that the story flows pretty well or like a kind of a light like a fun read yeah but with a fucking pretty serious subject Mm -hmm. and like the the poles and the jews in the ghetto they rise up and kick the germans out with the help of the lizards so some parts of humans start allying with the lizards and then the rest of humanity starts shitting on them because they're seen as traitors but you know a lot of people don't understand what was going on in those situations but pretty fucking good read so far i recommend it finally picked up an e-reader just today because i've been reading all this Uh on my phone so there was an e-reader on the century board for sale so i went a a nook so i went and picked it up today from the chick so yeah it's been rather fucking enjoyable excellent Get a little bit of fucking historic perspective. See some historic characters. Churchill's a big player. Some of the yeah, I bet. British troopers, British pilots, British radar men. Pretty solid. So highly recommended. Next up, we got the fucking nose pick of the week. What do you got for us, buddy? Uh, this is a little little change of pace uh. from the heavy metal picks. I was thinking, what else do I listen to that people might enjoy we got a little nwa for us Some fucking too short <laughs> no one thing i do enjoy listening to is various joke bands steel panther-esque steel panther-esque i like flight of the concords garfunkel and oats that w- kind of shit weird al yankovic <laughs> actually i don't really listen to any weird al but no matter what kind of style it is i generally get a chuckle out of it but this one I kind of need the listener's help with. This 
I'm only like 90% sure this is a joke band. <laughs> like it could literally be just Legit. like I'm <laughs> listening to like Swedish like house music. This is Gunter and he was I don't know if I don't know if he's well known or not. Maybe he is. But this was like in the early when I was going to school. Mm. We used to jam Gunter all the time. <laughs> and he famously had the Ding Dong song. So right there, it's kind of seeming like a joke band to me. <laughs> all right. But lately I've been listening to some of his stuff on Spotify and I don't I'm just not sure anymore, John. <laughs> all right, well fucking lay it on us, buddy. Yeah, this one is called Crazy and Wild and it's about you get the you get the idea after about 90 seconds. So I'll just cut it off there. All right. Yeah, so let's fucking get along, buddy. What do you got for Borehammer history, dude? Yeah, this one, going back. I think I may have mentioned it once or twice, but this was the old school Joe Rogers versus Domus challenge mm-hmm. that occurred at maybe Merry Mayhem 07, maybe 06. I think I remember some interesting t-shirts that spawned from this. Yeah. <laughs> This was an interesting <laughs> Warhammer memory for me. I was actually going through my computer the other day, looking through photos, and I stumbled across <laughs> a few of these Photoshops. So me and Domus, we were throwing down the gauntlet, a round one grudge match challenge at one of these Merry Mayhems in the, the mid-2000s. And this was back when the Warhammer forums... From the local area, we're going strong still. The WWHFB, <laughs> quite active. And for the Twitter era, yeah, just one thing led to another. There was some strong language. <laughs> some strong and somebody, somebody dropped a Photoshop bomb. Might have been myself, and it eventually <laughs> escalated from there. So I'm going to post on the show notes these two Photoshops that I still have. Uh, just for we did up just for fun for the event. One of them portrays me as as Val Kilmer <laughs> from Willow and Domus as Willow. <laughs> <laughs> Out of the way, Peck. <laughs> and uh, another one has me as Borat and uh, his weird chubby assistant from the movie. <laughs> where I photoshopped our heads on there as well. I miss the old Photoshop wars. We used to have a lot of fun with that. Yeah. 
And then it culminated at the event where Domas had taken one of his photoshops, I believe it was a Borat, yes. and he put my head on Borat's body and the weird green, I don't know what kind of, Swim weird suit, Speedos, yeah. swimsuit. Over-the-shoulder Speedo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we had a couple of them made up. And so we were wearing, wore those shirts for the throwdown. I was playing my Dogs of War, and he was running the Wood Elves. And he was a big fan of the altar. I remember it didn't go so well for me. I was summarily defeated. <laughs> However, humbled. It went from, from bad to worse as I was matched up against McClure after that, who was running Dark Elves. Mm. And that was back when the Dark Elves were real shit. And I proceeded to lose that one. And then I went on against Tups, who was playing Beastmen who the Beastmen were also quite shit back then. And I proceeded to lose the Tups. <laughs> and all three of those guys drove together on the way up. <laughs> I ended up losing all three games. Got your clock fully cleaned. Fully cleaned, yeah. The, the Photoshop karma extended <laughs> into the three games worth. Mm. Got my clock clean, picked up the wooden spoon. It was probably... Yeah. Poorest performance ever yeah, in a tournament, I think, eh? I think <laughs> worst performance yet. So now I try not to do as much trash talking. <laughs> it's a valuable lesson. <laughs> yeah. But that is uh this this episode's Warhammer point hammered history. Nice. Man, I miss those days. That was fun. If anybody wants to start a good Photoshop war, fuck me over on the forum and I'll be sure to fire back. <laughs> pretty fun stuff all right let's fucking get along man we got the blog post of the month this time we're gonna make it the fucking blog of the month so when i was trying to get my shit going to get back into modeling painting there mm-hmm. i was looking for some inspiration on the web and what i found was the brush brothers blog okay if you haven't looked at the brush brothers blog these dudes do some pretty fucking awesome shit so they they just do one-off like showpiece models okay and they're fucking insanely good we'll put a link up on the show notes on the you magnificent bastards page check it out dude. if you need some fucking inspiration you just want to see some really fucking well-painted shit brush brothers fucking rock dude they got different dudes doing different paint styles on there too Dave. It's Warhammer models. Yeah, uh, it's or... fantasy 40k, and there's just some other you know random shit, some weird sci-fi shit, mm-hmm. whatever they feel like paint. But most of it's uh, 40k or fantasy. So okay, cool. It's pretty solid. Yeah. You got uh, we in the past we've discussed this highlighting thing where some folks take the shit all the way up to white on every color, mm-hmm. and there's one of the dudes on there that does that. And not quite to white, but super, super close with every fucking color on the model. And he makes it work like you wouldn't believe. We've criticized it before, and mm-hmm. it's a really hard thing to pull off. And this dude does it fucking super well. All the dudes that fucking post on there, really fucking amazing. So check out the Brush Brothers if you need some inspiration. Excellent. Boom. I haven't heard of those bros. Those literal bros. <laughs> <laughs> the Brush Bros. <laughs> Part of the fucking muscly armed painter crew, <laughs> which seems to have died off in the last fucking couple That's of years. A piece of history right there. Yeah. So for next time, maybe I'll holster that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Today I fucking sent off a resume to a Coldwell banker. I was telling you that. Oh like, yeah. Maybe like a month ago, I got my real estate license here in Wisco. So I'm thinking about a career switch. Oh, working on your first 
novel, Rich John, Poor, poor John. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> Pretty intrigued. Why See not? what comes back. I think what's going to happen is they're going to look at my resume and be like, holy shit, this dude looks amazing. They're going to talk to me on the phone and be like, yeah, he seems like smart, he's personable, fucking hell. And then I'm going to show up looking like a fucking criminal who's going to... you going to show up. In a fucking Eskimo outfit. <laughs> yeah. a, a scarf and gloves. Over covering a fever here, guys. <laughs> yeah, don't mind. Turns out maybe getting fucking tattooed over wasn't such a good plan for any potential careers I might want to get into, but I hope I can keep you updated on how that goes. So next up, we got the fucking podcast, TV show, other games, or movie of the week. What do you got, buddy? Oh, I'm back on that American Ninja Warrior, John. <laughs> Did you convince Bear to get involved yet? No, he didn't sound too into it last time. talking to him about it. I'm disappointed with the lack of everybody else. We need we need to get in on this. We'd be watching the Bear on national television <laughs> winning $500,000, maybe could, falling in the water. He could build a trebuchet to fling himself over the entire obstacle. <laughs> it's fucking win-win, dude. Just using your ulk spots right there. <laughs> Yeah, the the show still going. The Emmys delayed it by a week. This is bullshit. Uh. They're out there. It's the finals. So now it's getting to the good stuff where people are dropping like flies. A lot of the chicks. There's only one chick left. I don't know. I don't know if she's gonna make it, John. Don't worry <laughs> about this. Somewhere. I'm stressing about it. I'm losing sleep. You could probably get into some fucking bets on this shit if you're a gambling type. Look up uh, one of them online gambling houses. Put your fucking money. That money you were talking about investing, here's your fucking investment, bro. <laughs> fucking double down right here. <laughs> what could go wrong, dude? Probably get fucking two, three to one odds on some of these bros. Yeah. Yeah, Ninja Warrior. Excellent show. If you have kids, girlfriends, everybody likes other people. To fail at things. <laughs> and they do a lot of that in this show. <laughs> <laughs> and probably in, in life in general, if that's where they're at in life. Yeah. So, Yeah, that's that's the only thing I've been up to as far as media. All right. Well, I've been watching all kinds of shit. I finished, I, I spoke of The Killing last time. Mm-hmm. Finished that up, the last season that was on Netflix. And I will back up my previous recommendation. So check out The Killing. This time, though, after that dried up, I had to find something new. So I found this show called Frisky Business. Mm. It's a reality show, and it takes place, this company called Love Honey. They're based in Bath, England, and they're the UK's and one of the world's biggest online sex toy retailer. (laughs) (laughs) So it's pretty fucking entertaining because they just follow the people in the office, like what they do. There's a returns department. They got a one-year, no-questions-asked returns policy. So the returns oh, department stuff, yeah. is always getting crazy, like used strap-ons, used butt plugs, all kinds of weird, random shit. And they're like, oh, they have to inspect everything they get, of course. <laughs> <laughs> so it's pretty fucking entertaining in that regard. It's just genuinely interesting what are you to see. This on? It's on Netflix. Oh, There's only okay. one season, and it's only like maybe eight episodes or so six to eight episodes and definitely worth a watch it's pretty fucking solid they have like a product development department they do yeah and they got this contest every year where shoving things in their ass well people people can submit sex toy ideas as a ten thousand pound first prize for whoever's idea gets chosen so it's it's pretty big business over there they get a lot of submissions so they sit through like the meetings they have and the submissions they get it turns out, and they sell shit all over the, you know, all over Europe, all over the world too. So it's pretty entertaining. I bet they do a lot of business in Germany. <laughs> they they do. They've been 
they've been uh, branching out into new countries. So like later on, they're hiring people. They get this girl who speaks German. Or is that, no, it's a dude that spoke German. Girl, I don't fucking remember. Maybe it was a girl. but So they're looking for people that speak and they're trying to come up with like ways to... What they do is they buy sex toys from companies and they rebrand them because their thing was kind of a female perspective. So it's a softer advertising and packaging perspective on things where it's not just like a butthole on the cover and then the toy's a fake butthole. You know, it's more tasteful than that. So they've took a business where... Yeah, but that... But you want to see a nice butthole, right? Well, that's the dude perspective. Me, yeah, <laughs> I want that butthole. <laughs> but the chick perspective turns out they don't want to see the butthole. Well, that doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> they took this business. They started in 2002, and now they're like super rich. Like they make they win these awards for being one of the best growing businesses. These dudes are millionaires, and turns out most of the people they hire are pretty fucking hot chicks. So mm-hmm. on the show, there's a lot of hot English tail running around. Mm-hmm. Pretty oh, solid. Nice. So check out Frisky Business. It gets fucking two boners up from us boners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, check it out. All right, moving on. Let's talk about an event. Well, we got an inaugural event here mm-hmm. in the Midwest. The Holy Wars GT. Yeah. Fucking Southwest Chi-Town area. Yeah, what's the dates on that? February 28th through March 1st. Oh, excellent, excellent. Yeah, I've actually been talking to Steve a little bit. Herner? He's yeah, Steve Herner, he's poking my brain, asking for advice on tournaments and stuff like that. So actually might, maybe we could turn that into a topic in a later episode. But one piece of advice that I kind of reiterated over and over was mainly just make the kind of event that you personally would want to go to. So looking at the website, everything looks good. Looks like it's almost filled up by at the time of this cast. It might even be... Well, yesterday it was only at uh, like 10 to 12, but then I got all the HPBs on board talking to Butch, and then Simon's and you, and the shit just cascaded. Yeah, so we're signed up. I just learned about it yesterday, we're and then I was to... like, man, fuck it. I'll sign up. I still got to yeah. sign up for Mayhem, too. Fuck. We'll give a shout to Mayhem next time, by the way. Mm-hmm. Looking, looking good. The scenarios aren't finalized yet, but one thing that's new for our area is the six games. Yeah. Two days, six fucking games. Only 30 bros. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about that. 2,500 points, We played too. six games in the UK. Mm-hmm. It's going to kick my ass. Yeah. Because that's, that's southwest Chicago, so four, four and a half they hour drive. A, like an early schedule, you can we can still get out at a reasonable time. Yeah, but the drinking schedule is also important. <laughs> yeah. So maybe do the drinking on Friday? I don't know. Uh, that makes for a rough Anyways. weekend. <laughs> We'll figure it out. But, yeah, they have a uh, website. What's the website? HolyWarsGT.com. Yeah, we'll throw that up on the show notes as well for all you boners to check out. But, yeah, got a new event on the scene. It's always cool. See that folks out there are still still trying new things, mixing it up. Uh, sorry, I got the burps. <laughs> Let's fucking get along, buddy. We got a bunch of loose ends to tie up here. Not just our own because those things are too wore out to ever have a hope of being tied up. <laughs> What do we got for loose ends, man? Bring yeah, them out. So Whip them out. <laughs> <laughs> There's been a number for the last three shows. We've kind of been under pressure time-wise. We've been haven't had a lot of time to get everything in that we've wanted to. So going back to three episodes ago, I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about some of my tips maybe for staying up late painting. Mm-hmm. And... I kind of had a couple couple new 
new new good brain ideas here with this last go of it. And so I thought I'd just kind of go over that real quickly. I guess the, the main thing new is in my room, I have a setup with a couple of extra lamps that I've been using for my, uh, just like my, my photo setup. I've been just turning on these lamps across the other side of the room. So these are like kind of like painting lamps, but I've just been pointing them directly in the air and then just to kind of create more ambient light. So that's kind of how I've been taking all my photos lately on the You Magnificent Bastards blog, if anybody's been curious about that. Because I've just been putting the models on the desk and then the room's kind of filled with ambient light and it kind of gives enough light for my purposes and taking the photo. But one thing was I went and I had another old lamp. I brought that in. So I had the lights on in my room and four painting lamps going just fucking lighting up the room. <laughs> and it was like, crazy how how big of a difference that made. It was so much easier to stay up. Like the goddamn stuff. Griswold's family Christmas? Yeah, kind of <laughs> like that. Yeah, definitely that, that much light. And the weird thing was, so the very last day... Uh, before we were leaving, I I did have to stay up all night to get everything done. And in the morning, I would go from the super bright room, and then I would come out and talk to Kelly. She's getting ready for work in the morning. I'm like chowing on breakfast, and within probably a 30 seconds of leaving the room, I would instantly get completely drowsy and super <laughs> tired. And then I would you know, make like a protein shake or whatever, and then. <laughs> I'd pop back in the room, and within like 15 or 30 seconds, I'd completely perk up and be <laughs> normal again. <laughs> and I kind of went back and forth out of the room each time, and every time I went out, i get really sleepy, and then every time I came back in, I would immediately get awake again. It was like so bizarre, and the room is just weird. It looked like daylight in there, <laughs> and it just kind of tricked tricked my body completely and it's kind of weird how just how quick it would do that so if you do have to stay up late paint models fucking turn on every light you got get your cell phone set it to, f to flashlight mode <laughs> shine it in your eyes definitely will help you stay awake all right other than that one of my main tips is try not to jerk off that make you sleepy yeah limit limit the jerking <laughs> try not to record a podcast <laughs> while you're doing it the other thing is try to keep it to the so we were talking earlier about the batch painting and the kind of one at a time stuff yeah I definitely favor the batch painting for the late night paint stuff because you're brain power is going to very slowly or perhaps quickly diminish over the course of the night. Depending on where it starts at. <laughs> yeah, so anytime I was painting a one-off model, it went really slow. The The brushwork was kind of sloppy. It took a long time. And it in the end, like half the time, I'd have to go back when I had gotten some sleep and kind of redo the stuff on it. Whereas, like, the batch stuff, you can kind of, you know, like, go through on the fiends just mindlessly going through highlighting the same legs over and over and kind of go through that way. So definitely save the batch painting for the late-night paint sessions and save save the kind of detail and characters for when you're actually alert. <laughs> All right. Um, the other thing, too, is as far as, like, sugar and caffeine, I kind of try to keep it steady throughout the course of the night. Because if you slam a soda or something, you're gonna get the 
you're going to get the high, but you really want to avoid the crash. So what I do is, like, I'll mix a caffeinated soda that's diet with, like, a sugar soda that's non-caffeinated. Just kind of like a little half and half. (laughs) And I'll just kind of sip on that. And then I'll also kind of snack throughout the night as well because it gets kind of weird around 1 or 2 a.m. And you're like, well... My body's telling me it's time for another meal here. <laughs> Try to avoid that meal. Hit up Taco Bell for fourth meal? <laughs> <laughs> no, because I don't know. You get all that. If you sit down and actually eat a pizza or something, mm. you're going to get all that blood flowing down to your stomach. It's going to cause a crash. Mm. So kind of kind of nibble. Nibble on your sugar. Nibble on your, your eats. Your healthy fats. Your nuts. Your raisins. <laughs> Try to limit the caffeine. So those are my main <laughs> tips and tricks for smoking right. plate. But yeah, the lighting one—that that is the main thing. Wow, I couldn't believe what a difference that made. Consider and then, that loose end fucking tied. It's fucking <laughs> tied up. <laughs> The second one was from Quake City Rumble again. So that episode, I mentioned I was part of a challenge, and I was joining the Chupacabras. And what the challenge was, was the Chupacabras were going up against Club Capri, but it wasn't a straight-off, where our guys are going to do better than your guys. The specifics of the challenge was the average Chupacabra had to score higher than Quentin Bond's wife, Jennifer Sterling. (laughs) And so I think I just mentioned that casually on that episode, but we kind of pressed for time, so we never got back to it. But I I touched base with Austin, and the fucking challenge was accomplished. The Chupacabras. The goat suckers pulled it off. Yeah, the goat suckers. (laughs) Well, apparently they passed with flying colors, Due to my assistant, so there was a bit of a controversy over whether I would, I should count or not. But <laughs> even if I wasn't included, like their average was just point seven, like a seven tenths of a point better than Jennifer. Yeah, so that's still better. They won the challenge, and what they get for that is a well, they're they're gonna have a Warhammer barbecue. <laughs> But they decided they're going to have the barbecue regardless. But the question was over who was going to pay for it. So the Chups won. So the Club Capri, yeah, they got to man up. They got to <laughs> provide the fucking meat. Double down, the meats, the drinks. Um, but, yeah, so guess guess those boys are looking forward to that. The barbecue has not happened yet. I'll, I'll be sure to get some juicy updates on the event. <laughs> I like this idea. We should fucking hook up with, like, the Twisted Troop or the Lords of War for... Uh, like holy holy wars and see if we can get some kind of interesting club challenge going yeah some kind of <laughs> humiliations <perhaps. laughs> yeah we'll bring a bunch of speedos and the team that loses has to come out in the game hall in the speedos during the award ceremony oh, or something that might be <laughs> yeah or like the yeah like the next tournament or something mm. play the first round <laughs> or maybe we make some kind of challenge happen or the humiliations at Wapaka. How about that? Yeah. Maybe we do it at Merry Mayhem then. Well, we got North Star coming up too. Oh, so, shit. So, yeah, maybe if any clubs 
want to tangle change. with the HPBs? <laughs> uh, I don't know, dude. Because we got <laughs> we got butchers in on it. J Jack, J Oh yeah, Simons. Well, we can. I don't just, know if our average is going to be that high. We need to make sure that the, the odds are stacked in our favor, man. <laughs> That's a fair point. Probably just uh, you and me hitting one up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind coming out in a speedo though. It's pretty much win-win for me. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't have to want to pack like an extra package of hot dogs Bratwurst. or something. <laughs> 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 the kielbasa. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's the fucking uh, <laughs> like a huge, like disgusting cubasa? <laughs> kind of just stick it in there. Uh, Taco burrito. What's coming out of your speedo? <laughs> nice. Yeah. What else you got, Instead buddy? That loose end. Tide. <laughs> tide. We need like a tide sound effect. I don't know what Ro- it would be. Roger, get on it. <laughs> it's gonna involve some kind of lasso. <laughs> Sounded like a zipper going up or down. Next up, we're fast-forwarding to the Podge. There's a couple things about the Podge. Yeah, okay. One thing was I don't think we talked about the Blood Bowl finale game, which occurred at the Podge. It might have been mentioned that it happened. but I, I think we mentioned that it really fizzled out. Oh, uh, yeah. I think we just talked about the campaign in general. Yeah. So this one, it ended up being me and Jay Jack. I was running because nobody else house. wanted to play. <laughs> well, he he was the he was legitimately the second place okay. contender. He had a few wins. Like the only losses he had were to me, I think. Mm. Is this just another chance for you to toot your own blood bowl horn? Here, is that what this is? <laughs> no, this is the goddamn <laughs> campaign finale. People, they want to know, man. Everybody else forgot about it, but you. <laughs> Wow! Keep going, buddy. It's like just, your opinion, man. Just giving you shit. <laughs> Get off like no, a I don't even want to talk about mm-hmm. it now. You're such a dick, Hastings. <laughs> I'm going home. I'm taking my microphone. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going home. <laughs> but J-Jack was running his high elves. Uh. He had a shot. There was about a 400,000 gold coin difference. So he had like a wizard and a fucking... Yeah, he had the Bloodweiser re-rolls. babes, maxed out the team re-rolls. I think he had the full eight, if I'm not mistaken, <laughs> one per turn. And, yeah, he has a couple really good players. Like, he's thrower is agility five with, like, an accurate pass and, like, safe throw. So they can do – his thrower can throw the full 12 squares on a three-plus with a re-roll. Yeah. And the guy's going to catch it on a two plus. Okay. Any one of them. So he's definitely a threat. So I was trying to concentrate on that guy. But yeah, so I received the opening kickoff on this one and immediately rolled a double, double skulls <laughs> with one of my blockers. Mm. And at this point, I had the ball, was still sitting in my half the field, but I did have a player standing next to it. And I only had a. F- I think I only have three re-rolls, so I'm like, uh, it's going to be a long game here. It's not a big deal. The ball's in my backfield. 
not sure he's going to be able to do anything. So I just let it happen. And then, uh, yeah, he runs a guy back there, manages to pick it up <laughs> and throw it back to his guy. And then on the turn after that, his thrower basically threw a bomb to one of his guys in the end zone. <laughs> so he immediately had a score, Whoa. turn two score against the, and he was the kicking team. So I'm like, oh, yeah, we got ourselves a ball game here. <laughs> that hadn't happened too much that season. No, definitely not. Not against uh, the Darkies there. I was doing it against Butch and Bear in particular, but not being on the receiving end of it. So, <laughs> Um, but one thing that kind of made this game different was for weather, we rolled snake eyes. Okay. So that was a heat wave that never left during the entire game, <laughs> during any of the kickoffs. And at the end of each drive, you roll a D6, and on a 1, that player can no longer, or he that player can't participate in the next drive. Yeah. A little so, heat stroke. Yeah, they got the heat stroke. They got to sit out. I had a couple good heat strokes this week, uh-huh. but a little different. So for the first few plays or the first drives, I don't know. It seemed like I was, I'd have three or four of my guys out, and he'd only have one or two. But I did have like a 13-man team, and he just had an 11-man team. Yeah. So it ended up just kind of evening things. And then I did score again. But then the key thing was when I was kicking off to him again, the previous drive, his kick-ass thrower suffered a heat stroke, (laughs) and then his number one blitzer suffered a heat stroke. Mm. And then... Luck of the Raj coming through. Yeah, both my witch elves came back. And then the second half, you know, at the half it was 1-1, and then the second half just turned into a bloodbath with me taking out one of his guys one after the other, getting the ball back, and then just kind of dragging the game out and finally ending it (laughs) 2-1 to finish up the season. So, yeah, the Malekith Mine Razors pulled it out. Mm, Nice. Yeah. Nobody saw that coming. (laughs) I think you did. All right, cool, man. Is that the last of the fucking loose ends officially tied up? No, we got Uh-oh. one more loose end. Huh. One thing we didn't mention at all was the Luck of the Raj rolls, which are going strong Okay. during the actual Raj Podge event, my yeah, man. Yeah, mostly because I shelled out 50-something bones, probably. Yeah. Maybe more. So I wasn't sure how this was going to turn out because we use this as seed money every year for the Wapaka Vacation Contest. Mm-hmm. So... You know, to start the vacation fund is basically our own money and the money of our friends and local guys from the area to bring in, you assholes. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so the rules are basically the same as previous years. Everybody had $20 in crisp $1 bills. <laughs> and how much money do you think we rate this? So there was eight of us. So between eight people, how much how much Skrilla do you think got thrown around? I'd guess 20 each. 160 bones. 160 bones. That's a pretty good guess, but you're a little short, my man. <laughs> it's about 175 bucks. Oh. 
and that's probably between seven of us because I went over to the Legends house the other day and I saw his stack of singles <laughs> untouched sitting on his painting table. Sounds about right. Yeah, that cheap fuck. So if you see the legend at Wapaka, just fucking give his nuts a slap. <laughs> Speaking of cheap-ass fucks, you want to do the fucking Roger's cheap-ass segment? Yeah, the hidden hobby dollars. <laughs> I'm ready for this shit. I want to talk about eBay. eBay. We've talked about eBay before. Everybody knows about eBay. Everybody knows about eBay, man. Well, it's I've been actually strolling, strolling through the auctions lately. Yeah? I'm on the hunt. I'm on the hunt, dude. The hunt for I'm out there what? looking for the perfect Warhammer army mm. to buy and refurbish. I'm looking for that <laughs> refurbishment project, John. <laughs> By the time he became an adult. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. I'm going back to eBay on this one because if you don't need the newest models, you can actually save a shitload of money. And Warhammer's been around 20, 30 years now, so there's actually tons of models, cool models out there to choose from. Like, if you're playing demons and you want some flesh hounds there's i think three or four different versions of flesh hounds that have been released over the years yeah and you can pick those up for maybe like 30 percent of the cost of a new box of flesh hounds so if you don't always need the newest models ebay is definitely a way to stretch your hobby dollar and i so there's a couple things in particular you should look for maybe and that is the big lots for sure, yeah, are what you're you're after. The auctions, and then I've been looking for for two things, kind of. I've been looking for that refurbishment project, so I want to buy a painted army that's painted pretty well, or maybe not well. If it looks clean, you know, it doesn't have to be highlighted or anything. But if it's has a just a painted within the lines paint job. <laughs> That's what I'm kind of looking for is a big three or 4,000-point army like that. Okay. And I'm looking to pick it up and then just jump right into it. Uh, anybody on Twitter following Grant Fetter, he's been working on his turds, <laughs> refurbishing polishing the, the turds. turds, polishing the turds project. Yeah, polishing the turds. So he's been working on a dwarf army that he picked up on the cheap and kind of refurbishing these models, bringing them up to scale, but kind of trying to use the original paints whenever possible. Sure. So that's kind of what I'm looking at right now. And I haven't found the right one yet. I almost actually bought a dwarf army on there because <laughs> it was cool, old, out of production. There was all metal dwarves. <laughs> and it was like the really old style dwarves. Okay. Where like the long, like, so they're all super short. The big knobby and noses. Tiny, and then, yeah, and like the long beards and stuff, they still have swords back then. And like the clansmen will have spears and stuff <laughs> like that. And it was a pretty big army. Like, it had four gyrocopters, two organ guns, shitload of cannons. Like, it had a ton of these old bolt throwers. Yeah. Which are, like, earlier than the ones that you... These are, like, all the war machines before your dwarves, even. Sure. So this is, like, two... You know, these are the original dwarves. Look fucking sweet as hell. I'm like, 
paint job is all right. And I'm like, well, like the dwarf units are like 25 strong and there's only one of each. There's like iron breakers, hammerers, clansmen, and slayers. Okay. So I'm like, you know, if I did pick these up, I'd want to get other ones that match. Sure. So ultimately I decided not to because I don't think I'd be able to find enough other out of production dwarves to go along with that. But um, so that's one thing you can look for. And then the other thing is trying to buy assembled models of what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this goes back to the Wood Elf project where as one of the time-saving, one of the things I did was buy fully assembled models to save, you know, that's probably half an hour per Glade Guard or whatever. Sure. Just dicking around with, with those things. So I'll, I was actually saw a sweet ogre army in there. It was probably $900 retail. <laughs> And it was going for three hundred, <laughs> and I had a ten percent off this weekend eBay coupon, <laughs> so that would have been thirty bucks right there. I didn't end up picking that one. It was mostly bowls, so yeah. it was all assembled, and then it just had a few stuff. But there's only three iron guts, uh, you know, so I would need more iron guts. They're, so if it was mostly ogre or guts instead of regular o- ogres, you'd have well, scooped her up, perhaps. But then there was like no mornfang. Uh, and it had like three scrap launchers <laughs> in there. Um, That's so, definitely old school. <laughs> yeah, a lot of bulls. I got 23 bulls. Had what are these bulls of which you speak? <laughs> There's no <laughs> such thing. <laughs> yeah, so that that's something to keep in mind. But what I did end up purchasing was from a high elf project. Yeah. Using the old metal models. I saw a lot on there. And I picked up a, probably, I think it was like, 19 Phoenix Guards, 16 Metal Archers, which were cool, and then like 16 or 17 Swordmasters. And the retail price on those, if you're going to get new ones, would have been $237. (laughs) But I scooped them up for $92, including shipping. Nice. So that's about, you know, 38 cents on the dollar. So definitely... Definitely reconsider eBay as far as Warhammer on the cheap now. The F- Nagash book, eighty-five dollars. If you're gonna get that, you're gonna have to make a sacrifice somewhere else to afford it. Um, so once you head on eBay, and this kind of ties in with a little refurbishment of our website as well, and you can use the eBay links that we're gonna have on the Point Hammer website. Yep, there's one on the home page. There'll be one on the yeah. support page. Yeah, on the show notes, and then probably throwing on the Magnificent Ambassadors blog as well, maybe to tie in with everything. But if you use that eBay link, you will support the show. And get these fucking beaks wet. <laughs> <laughs> get to save some cash as well. All that, right, cool, man. Let's fucking check in with an HPB. How about that? Yeah. Call up the fucking Diamond. Oh, What's happening, buddy? Here we go. Not too much. What's been going on? How are the Dark Elves coming along? They're, they're chugging along. I've got probably about 20 guys on the table right now trying to get painted up and 50 more for uh, Screw City for that 3,000 points. See, so you uh, signed up for the Holy Wars GT with the motherfuckers. Yes, I did. It looked pretty, nice. pretty fun for just a small little tournament. Uh, six, six games. That's, yeah. an, uh, that's a new stretch for us. Yeah, you sure you got the stamina for that? Diamonds? <laughs> I've been practicing. He bought a flashlight training kit, so he's going to go. <laughs> it's made out of a like a lighter tube. <laughs> anyway. oh, so you're going to hit the Screw City here from zero to 3,000 points? 
That's a big mm-hmm. jump, man. Yeah, that's. I started um, back in March, and I've been painting them up. I got all the amount finished for the Raj Podge, and then after that, I took a little bit of a break. So I've been working on getting the rest now, and I I built a display board for them that I was working on this week, and it's all finished up. Oh, nice. Yeah, you're going all out here. Yeah, it's uh, Sounds like you mean business. <laughs> it's a nice... Well, my display, display board's nice. I got some wood molding on the side. Even even the bottom of it's uh, felt, so it doesn't get any dings or anything. It looks pretty professional. Oh, nice. nice. Excellent. <laughs> so you think you're going to be... Uh, Doing pretty well here. I mean, you got second at Podge. You'll probably be top three for sure at Screw City. <laughs> probably not. My list isn't the very conventional three Pegasus with executioners and witches, so it's kind of a completely different army than what normally is played. Yeah, you are rocking a lot of infantry models. <laughs> Some Black Guard. So mm-hmm. something something that nobody usually nobody really takes it seems like for any of these big you're gonna, you're gonna find out why the hard way I suspect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen black art for a long time. They're actually they they're not too bad and they hold up really well in combat, especially if you can get if you can get mind razor off, then they are just well. death. <laughs> or if you're going against dwarf slayers. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. So you're gonna getting these dark elves done. You guys just gonna rock these for for a while, or do you got another project rip rear and ready to go already? Well, the only thing that's gonna be coming up is the new Nagash stuff coming out this weekend. Mm-hmm. Oh boy! And that's I've got I've got that all in pre-order. Should be picking it up soon from mm. Hobby Store. So I think I might be kind of looking at what that Undead Legion is and just add a few things to my vampire counts and do oh, that sure. more for fun over the winter time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sounds like a nice little project. How much of uh, how many points of VC do you have currently? If I if I add it all up, I think I've got around three thousand. I have oh. another ter- I have two terror guys, but one of them's still in the box. One of them. Oh, okay. uh, yeah, so that's not all painted. That's just what you have. Yeah. Well, that's. I think that's the only model that I have that's not not painted for the VC. Pretty sizable model, though. <laughs> yeah. It's... Hey, what do you think about uh, painting up some Gorkamorka terrain for me? <laughs> I don't have. I was thinking about getting a box of orcs to paint on the side, but I don't even know how much time I I have. Uh, what about uh, after Spruce uh, City? Maybe. Maybe after Spruce City, I might try to do some. Some orcs and start my Working own orc market thing. Water tower, orcish saloon slash strip club. You need to call <laughs> train wench, dude. <laughs> yeah, no, I should. I should convince Jack to have her build up some Gorka market stuff. <laughs> Lay down the husband leverage on her. That's not there a bad idea. Flick that fucking bean a couple times. She'll be Flick ready to go. The bean, son. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, it sounds like you're pretty busy. Sounds like yeah, uh, lots, lots of stuff. Are you fuck? You're still in school? Is that what I heard there? Yeah, I have. Uh, I have my last. Hopefully, my last year of of school. My senior. How year, fucking so. old are you? Aren't you like thirty now? 
I'm not not quite 27 yet. In a month, I'll be 27. Jesus Christ! You're on the fucking. <laughs> you're just a career student, then, eh? <laughs> no, I've only been in school for five years. <laughs> but that's what it takes nowadays. Yeah, I did the five-year plan, but I fucking worked a couple jobs in there, so and had rent, yeah. an apartment, and a car. I got a sugar mama <laughs> that's got a full-time job. You must fucking you must not have flicked that bean then. <laughs> <laughs> All right, buddy. Well, we'll let you get back to what you were doing. We'll fucking talk to you later, buddy. All right, catch you guys later. All right, so that's what that fucker's been up to. Let's talk about fucking gear and such, man. Sure. We got fucking gear. We got shirts. Our fucking orders are being taken. If you want a shirt, the fucking most recent version of the Point Hammered shirt, shoot me an email. I need your size and your address, and you gots to have made the payment by September 8th. On September 8th at lunch, I'm going to go meet with this woman. Get the fucking ball rolling on making these. Mm-hmm. So... If your money, if your name's on the list, but your money ain't here, you ain't getting your fucking shirt. So that's how it's going to work. That's all we got for gear at the moment. <laughs> ain't fuck all happening in that regard. Check out the yeah. forum, pointhammer.com slash forum. Mm-hmm. If you want to fucking Photoshop my head on a gore body or some shit, <laughs> let's get the ball rolling on a good old-fashioned Photoshop war. It's pretty entertaining. <laughs> I've been trying to come up with some ideas for the latest Black Sun Cock Contest. Ah. Got a couple real winners, but... Got an idea for a video that's the cock catapult where I'm using my boner to fling black sun dice across the room. (laughs) (laughs) One of the better ones. I was also thinking about just reverting back to writing something black sun related down the length of my cock and snapping a pic of that and sending it to him. I'd like to get my balls involved, though. So Gears are turning, boys. (laughs) The, the cock catapult, though. I haven't heard or seen of it yet, so. <laughs> Check out the blog, youmagnificentbastards.com. Show notes are always on there for every episode we do. On the support page on our website, there's, there's going to be a link at the top. I'm working on these updates now that'll take you to it. It's showing just the show notes, so anything we talk about gets listed on there. And there's support links on where you can pick up this shit. So scoop it up. Support us, man. Responding to the question of the week, we got a pretty solid fucking amount of response to that. So the previous question was, should Johnny start the music podcast? I thought it was, should Johnny not do Oh, <laughs> Did you get anyone? Nobody said you, no. Listen, man, it's a mistake. It's a fucking stupid idea, bro. Well, I think iTunes. iTunes has told me that. told you not to, but... Well, so I created yeah. Point Radio Cast. You can check it out at pointradiocast.com. There's an RSS feed on there. You got Instacast, you got any cast reader, uh, you can find the RSS feed there. You can fucking sign up to follow. I submitted it to iTunes. It was live for a few days, and then they rejected me and shit-canned it. And they don't tell you why when they do that, so I'm going to rework the feed a little bit. I don't bit. got time for that. Yeah, apparently well, not. Good. Take a few guesses as to why it was rejected, I'm sure. Could be like the massive copyright violation. <laughs> 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 Who knows, but... 
Whether it's on iTunes or not, I'm going to keep doing it. I got the playlist done for episode four. The agenda's ready to go. I just got to sit down and record it and put it together. Mm-hmm. I got to prioritize some point hammered shit here in the meantime, though. So, But, uh, yeah, check it out. I got a couple bros that are wanting to do guest episodes. So if you want to oh, do you a go. whole episode of your own, I'll shoot you a copy of what the agenda is, or you can just print one off the site, tweak it how you need to. There's a little bit of legwork and getting all the support links together, but... Uh, Get on that fucking shit. Awesome. And, yeah, check it out. Well, we'll leave you with, with the new question of the week. Yeah. Should Wapaka move from the Ale House Ooh. to a new, larger venue, the most likely of which would be located in Stevens Point at the Holiday Inn, where the previous Raj Podges have taken place? I'm going to drop a no-bomb on this one right away. <laughs> Well, that's a skew the results. for the next episode, man. <laughs> I'm curious. If you're in the tournament, you might have an opinion. If you're one of the people on the waiting list, I bet you have a different opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I but, see. I don't know. Me and Bear, mulling things over. It's a lot easier just to let everybody in than to hear everybody bitch about not getting in. Mm. What's the uh, consideration? Is it high or low for moving it? Uh a lot of it depends on uh, ninth edition, actually. No shit. Whether there's a real big drop off again. <laughs> yeah. The haters Before, gonna hate, dog. <laughs> it's a significant time and money investment in getting a whole new slew of tables and everything else. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, we're we're curious to hear your thoughts as a as a player, as a prospective player, as somebody who. He's never even going to come, but just wants to give us his two cents. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like a fucking idea. Yeah. Not a good idea to move it, but an idea. (laughs) All right, man. Let's fucking wrap this bitch up. Hopefully I can actually get around to doing all the fucking podcast work I got to do here. What with the fucking Game of Thrones mod for Civ Five sitting around. It's pretty fucking awesome. And it's been a blast. Okay. We're going to kick it out here with some more Gunter. Mm. Fucking Swedish sexy sex man <laughs> house music yeah this this track's called pleasure man mm, so nice. give it a listen is it is it real is it fake <laughs> is it just a joke there's gonna be some pictures in the show notes you can get a look at this guy <laughs> is he a joke <laughs> <laughs> i need to know i'm not i'm i'm not certain about this all right suck my balls that's my bees you're my pleasure man i'm your pleasure man Ah, you will be my fan.
Fisherman. 